1046 to 52. And they came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, uh, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, rise, he is calling you. And throwing off his mantle, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Master, let me receive sight. And Jesus said to him, go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him on the way. The word of the Lord. Jericho, Jericho. Um, Okay, what I, well, let me say this. I've been watching a lot of cooking shows lately. And, um, you know, like competitive cooking shows where they, you think you've probably maybe seen them. But um, there's this one kind of dish they always make. They do like, they deconstruct a standard dish. Like, I don't know if it's like a fish stick. It would be like fish and then the batter right here. And then when you eat it all together, it tastes like that thing. Like a Bernays sauce, this one guy did a lovely deconstructed Bernays sauce that all the elements are separated. And then you just taste it all at once and bam, you get the whole thing right there. I thought it would be so great to do a sermon that way where I would just take all the parts, take it all apart. And then when you just like got it all at once, it would just be like... Bam, like that. But then I thought, like, you can taste something all at once, but I don't know if you can hear something all at once. I mean, I would have to have other people talking. So what I'm asking you to do is just to try not to listen to this sermon until the end and then hear it all. Okay. Thank you. Jericho. Jericho was the entrance of the promised land. It's also the exit. They shouted to bring the walls of Jericho down. Bartimaeus shouts to Jesus to be healed. When the Babylonians capture the king of Judah, it is on the plains of Jericho, right outside of Jericho, where Bartimaeus is healed. What they do to the king outside of Jericho is blind him. Don't start trying to put these things together. As, he, as, as Jesus and his disciples in a large cloud are leaving Jericho, why does the text tell us that they went to Jericho and then while they were leaving, this healing took place? In the other Gospels, this healing takes place on the way into Jericho. It happens differently in this Gospel, on the way out. Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. 
Why is this blind beggar named? No other blind people are named ever, and he's identified as a beggar. Bartimius means son of Timius. 320 odd years before this, Plato wrote a dialogue called Timius, in which he explained the nature of the universe and the human soul. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth coming, he began to shout and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out again more loudly, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, call him, call him here. And they called the blind man to him saying, take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And then Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? Now this is the same question that he asked the disciples just shortly before this. And they answered differently. What blind beggar Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, says is, teacher, let me see again. Jesus says, go, your faith has made you well. And immediately he regained his sight and followed Jesus on the way out. The good news of this text in the sermon, maybe. In order to see, you have to understand that you are blind. The disciples say, we want you to put us on your right and your left hand. We want power. We deserve it. Blind Bart, the beggar, says, I want to see again. A barb is a point or a pointed part projecting backward from a main point, as in a fish hook or an arrowhead. It is a crazy, crazy thing that we tell stories. We listen to stories, we write them down, then we read them and claim we know what they mean. A barb in the eye. On the plains of Moab, by the Jordan across from Jericho, the Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and say to them, when you cross the Jordan into Canaan, drive out all the inhabitants of the land before you, destroy all their craved, carved images and cast their idols down, demolish their high places, take possession of the land and settle in it, for I have given the land to you to possess. Distribute the land by lots according to your clans. Whatever falls them by lot will be theirs. Distribute it according to your tribes. But if you do not drive out all the inhabitants of the land, those you allow to remain will become barbs in your eyes thorns in your sides. They will give you trouble in the land where you will live, and they will do to you what I plan to do to them. The fall of Jerusalem. This is how Jerusalem was taken. In the ninth year of Zedekiah, king of Judah, in the tenth month, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, marched against Jerusalem with his whole army and laid siege to it. And on the ninth day of the fourth month of Zedekiah's 11th year, the city wall was broken through. Then all the officials of the king of Babylon came and took their seats in the middle gate. A high official and all the other officials of the king of Babylon were there. 
When Zedekiah, king of Judah, and all the soldiers saw them, they fled. They fled the city at night by way of the king's garden, through the gate, and they headed south. They headed toward Arabah. But the Babylonian army pursued them and overtook them, overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho. Outside of Jericho, they captured him and took him to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. And they pronounced a sentence on him. And there, the king of Babylon slaughtered the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes, and he also killed the nobles of Judah. Then he put out Zedekiah's eyes, blinded him, bound him with bronze shackles, and took him to Babylon. A barb, like a barb, like on a fish hook. You know, those things those pointy things that are sharp and they like stick backwards so that when it goes in something and then you pull it out, it totally like rips it apart. It goes in and you pull it out and it rips that thing apart, a barb like a barb in your eye. Like a barb going into your eye and then being ripped out, tearing out your eye. I mean, I think... I think it would pretty much blind you, right? I only bring this up because of the passage. Well, not this passage, but uh, the passage is laid out separately. There are no barbs in this passage. There's only the blind Bartimaeus, the blind beggar. But I don't think he was blinded by a barb, but I don't know he could have been. The barb in the eye business comes from the book of Joshua. When God is telling Joshua to go to Jericho and kill everyone, God warns them, to kill everyone, everyone, or else God will kill them. But if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land, those who remain will become a barb in your eye. They will give you trouble, and they will do to you what I plan to do to them. If any of the Jerichoites are not killed, they will become a barb in the eye. Any undead Jerichoers will blind them. So why am I talking about this? All laid out here. I know I'm wondering the same thing. Sometimes experiments don't work. But I got a barb in the eye. Like, because I actually was reading the text for tonight, and it starts out, they came to Jericho. And as he and his disciples and large crowds were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside, outside of Jericho, on the plains of Jericho. And another memory tape loop thing kicks in my mind when I'm reading about how Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Joshua fit the battle of Jericho. And so I think, you know, what's up with Jericho? It must be something. The writers say it twice in the first verse. And why does the writer of this gospel tell us they came to Jericho, and when they were leaving Jericho, they met blind Bartimaeus the beggar. They entered Jericho, they exit Jericho. And then on the way out, outside of Jericho, Jesus meets and heals Bartimaeus the blind beggar. Joshua fit the battle of Jericho. Jericho. Then I remember that Joshua is the Hebrew 
version of the Greek name Jesus. Jesus and Joshua, same name. Did Jesus somehow fit the battle of Jericho? So I went on to read the whole book of Joshua, and um, you know, it's like not really as good as, say, the Gospel of Mark if you want to think of God as seeking a relationship of love and mercy. The whole book is about the great warrior of God entering the so-called promised land and killing everyone. The book spends a lot of time talking about how the Battle of Jericho was fit. Perhaps you're familiar with the story. God tells him to go in there, send spies, Rahab, they save her, they shout, the walls come down, fit. Now, so think, think here, so much time is spent on this. Why? Describing all this. Because after 40 years of wandering in the desert, God finally lets them enter the promised land and Israel's armies cross the Jordan into the promised land right through Jericho. Jericho's right there. So that's the first battle for the promised land. It's kind of interesting that that is how the people will leave the promised land too, through Jericho, about 500 years later, finally able to see. <laughs> 